What's going on, Ben? How are you? Oh, fuck off. That's the kind of lowbrow humor I don't want in this podcast. <laughs> what the hell was that sound? Dude, I might not. Are you some kind of creature from the underdark? <laughs> from the deep. I, um, actually, I will talk about that later. I was just going to lead into something, but it is one of my main topics, and we got to do the intro and the news segment to get to that point. Don't cut off my intro, baby. I didn't Are cut you trying off. Are you trying to point to my board, I, telling I, me to, uh, to play an intro? I'm not, I wasn't commanding you. I was just gesturing, yeah, yeah. saying yeah. intro topic. Yo, I had uh, my acupuncture today. I know mm. it was like, we ha- I, it got a little later. Dude, Dude. it was long. It was like, uh, any news, any new wisdom? Honestly, the, uh, dude, it's working. I sounded it's, like my dad there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he um, it's he, working. That's awesome. Well, he told me to like keep an even like. Uh, it's been a little bit of a bitch because it happens constantly. But I keep like real heavy track of my migraines okay. and like my chest pain. So anytime I feel a migraine, I have to document you know what time of day it is. I like date it, and then I of what what day it is, what time of day. If it's a headache or chest pain, and then what level of intensity, one to ten, mm. and then how long it lasts for, right. and I've been doing that for the past like three weeks now, Damn. and it has significantly helps him because he's like, yeah, I need more accurate measurements of like how it's helping you, how it's not helping you, if they become longer in duration, shorter in duration, higher intensity, lower intensity. So knowing that allows me to better help you so that I know what I'm doing is helping you. And if it's not helping you, I switch to a different tactic. Right. And dude, it's like the past week it's gone down in terms of frequency. Like it went from like six and seven times a day Mm -hmm. to like three to four times a day. And with intensities that were like between like at lowest, like a five, maybe five between like five and an eight intensity or five and nine down to like, a three and six. Damn. So like it's making like significant progress. And uh, today was like long. Like he had like, dude, the, oh my God, the one in my leg hurt so goddamn bad, dude. Oh my God. Where do you place it in your leg? I had th- three in each leg, um, like down my thighs. Okay. Or sorry, four down, uh, four in each leg, three down my thigh and then one on either calf. Okay. Um, but the one like lowest on my thigh, it was like right where my tattoo is. And dude, it stung. And like, he, he was like, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but like, cause Wait, he's, because he's felt me flinch. Oh, okay. Like, like, I, usually you're pretty still, but like, I, obviously your body reacts how it reacts. And so yeah, like, yeah. he put it in there and I was like, oh, shit. He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> but like, there's nothing that can be done about that. But, and the, then, but he did it correctly. It's he correct. Just, it's just, just sometimes it's it'll just, just hurt. Suck, sometimes right? it hurts a little. Um, I laid there for like an hour. Then he came back, took all of those out, flipped me over. And this is why it went longer. Cause usually that's kind of it by that. Yeah. But he flipped me over. He put, uh, four on either side of my head, like in the back of my head. Yeah. And then two at the base of my shoulders, like kind of upper back area. Okay. And then I laid for another 10 minutes face down. And that's why it was like, I, I got yeah. there at like three 30 and left at like five. Damn. Um, but it was great, dude. It's been working. It's been going good. Yeah, it's been good. How is it like? Is it? Have you been noticing like long term effects, or has it been mostly like I feel really good after it happens? Like it's long term like, effects. It's never. Effects. It's never right after. 
Because, like, okay. for instance, when I was doing it for my migraines, like, because now it's doing for, like, it's both chest and migraines. When yeah. I was doing it other times, like, sometimes, like, when he was putting them just in my head for certain sessions, my head would be pounding afterwards. Like, right. it would be, like, in a lot of pain. The next day, nothing. I'd be clear. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it would progressively come back a little bit, but it would be less, you know, That's lesser. So fascinating. Yeah. I, um, I wonder what it's, like, I'm so fascinated by what it's doing to you. Dude, like the yeah, this, the fuck out of the me. disrupt. Like I don't know if it's a disruption of like the muscles or if it's a disruption it's pressure. Of the it's it's something system. with pressure points. Yeah, but like, dude, it's like fucking modern day magic. Like I don't yeah. know. It's like you're. He's just a fucking magician. Yeah, I'm gonna start calling him my magician Bernard. <laughs> my magician Bernard. He's so cool from what you tell me. Dude, I, I love the guy. And he's funny, so cool. I only hear stories about him on the podcast. Um, I feel like. But, uh, you know, he's kind of just this, like, cool kind of breathing. He's helping you breathe in your spirits and taking them out of you. I rewatched. We should probably start the episode. Yeah, let's, uh, uh, let's get into that. <laughs> but I briefly, I rewatched um, Star Wars The Force of Evil. Oh, yeah? We can go into more depth about it after the intro. It's been a while since I've seen it. Highly recommend it. I, I want to rewatch it. Yeah. There was that episode where Tom had to, like, get de- de- demonized or whatever the fuck they called it. Or he got, like, a demon sucked out of him. I don't remember, dude. But he had, like, too many demons, so it, he only got, like, one out of, like, 5,000 oh, or something. and it was an analogy for him having a lot of pent-down emotions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's get, start the podcast. Let's start the shit. podcast with michael macchiarola and me i'm ben that was such a smooth one you couldn't have gone down the smooth road with me i thought it was pretty smooth you had to go down a, a choppy gravel road i thought i was a pretty smooth guy <laughs> i thought i was doing pretty smooth it moves was... my man hey, <laughs> welcome back to the smooth podcast we're not smooth at all we're i'm gonna talk to you about smooth things two nasal like nerds. my like my bald head <laughs> You don't got bald heads. It's like a it's like a baby's elbow. I've had more hair right now than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> You're really trying to be that Loki. I I feel like it's going. Yeah, got some. I don't know what you think about it. I think I, mean, I don't think you have an. I don't. I don't. I have I don't really, your opinion about it. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> you immediately. Ask, I don't need your opinion. I don't. Well, what do you think? <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need to know what you're about to say. Mike's having an episode. <laughs> I am. I am. Um, what do you got for the news today, bud? Um, so today, um, What's going I heard on today? this, oh, well, today there's news. There's news. Um, <laughs> there is the news. <laughs> well, then today there, there is the news. Yeah. Um, it's a, there's a hotel in Turkey, um, that a bellboy works at and as, as bellboys do. Yeah. <laughs> Very Grand Budapest. He's Turkish. I know Budapest is not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> in Turkey, but it's the same general area, I guess. Um, and he had, th- there was this one guest. I think the guy was uh, English. He was from, from England. God damn it. Um, and he would go to this. He, I don't know why. It doesn't really specify why he went to this place, but he went to, and stayed at this hotel every year, like once every year. Big fan. 
um, is friends with yeah big 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 fan <laughs> big love turkey. Fan. Love, turkey love this love this one hotel at Turkey I don't even leave I don't even leave the hotel I just it's, love it <laughs> Istanbul Stan um, <laughs> is the guy is the guy's name <laughs> I Istanbul 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 Esteban is bald what's happening right now it's not coming through that it's coming through the mic right it's coming through my computer but your Bluetooth isn't What's happening right now? Are you, are you playing? A- <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's <laughs> it's a commercial on this on this page because you know there's fucking my ad blocker won't. Work. Oh geez, going deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, my ad blocker doesn't work on this thing, so there's just a bunch of things. Are you okay? <laughs> you look like you're like you're like Uh-oh. losing control. <laughs> um anyway so this guy this is why we shouldn't do two episodes in one i day. know right we <laughs> this guy um stays at this hotel once a year and he's friends with all the staff knows everyone there yeah. and in particular is like really close with this bellhop well stand. the guy passed away the, the bellhop died no no the guy who stayed there oh, he was okay. like an older gentleman sure sure um and they uh the family goes to the inheritance hearing as they do if there is or like whatever that actually the term for it is. Um, uh, and like, are, an, like an estate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And are shocked to find out that the guy gave a majority of his inheritance away to the bellhop. Okay, okay, okay. Before you continue on. Yeah. This is just the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. The movie's plot. Right? I mean, I've never seen it. You haven't seen that movie? That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Maybe not in a while. Uh, no, Anderson, I don't think ever. I don't think Wes I mean, Anderson's The Grand Budapest Hotel is so fucking good. And the whole plot of it is that there's this old lady who keeps going to The Grand Budapest. And she falls in love with um, the main guy who runs it. Okay. And leaves like a really valuable piece of artwork for him. Uh, you know, in her will when she dies. And it's like heavily implied that her son killed her off. Okay. Because he got the majority of the money after mm-hmm. she died. And um, But that painting was worth a lot. The painting was worth a lot, and the family and its like bodyguards are after the main character. Okay. That's like the whole plot of it. So I've, this is crazy that it's basically a very similar situation. A lot more tame. A lot more tame, I'm sorry. Um, so... Uh, Apparently, this is like kind of oldish, but it's coming up now. Um, the guy died in. Oh God, I'm sorry. Istanbul, because <clears throat> he's named, and his name is Stan. Died on July. <laughs> Mike's really stuck on that. <laughs> D- died on July fifteenth, twenty fourteen. Happened a bit ago. Happened a bit, like seven years ago. Yeah. Um, at the age of eighty seven, uh, to find that he handed down quote some money to Turkish workers of a hotel. So he did it to multiple workers. Okay. The bellhop of which getting a majority of it. Damn. All right. You ready for this? (laughs) Uh, The guy's last name, I think was Courtney gave the Turkish bellboy an undisclosed sum. Okay. So it's undisclosed still, but believed to be in the range of 200,000 pounds which equals 275,000 US dollars. Damn, dude. Good for him. What a good tip. 
Um, at the end of service. How crazy is that? What would you react if, like, that was, like, Some, I don't know, if that yeah. was your dad and your dad was, like... If my dad gave me that much money? No, if your dad gave that much money oh, to, to a bellhop. <laughs> bell I don't know. I feel like I... If I knew my dad, like, loved that place mm -hmm. and he, like, became really close friends with these people and he, like, saw them on, like, a year-to-year -year basis, yeah. I might be able to... I, I would be able to comprehend I mean, that he would give them money. From the story, if it's not already obvious based off the guy giving away, like, most of his inheritance yeah. to these people, they were, like, very like good to him very right. i mean very good in general right uh to everyone there but like just like we're it was like a friendship there's a picture of they were family and then family <laughs> they were family they touched each other's hearts right in their goddamn thumb buckets you know <laughs> the answer is family family um <laughs> like so like this is a family. picture of the guy with the bellboy the uh, bellhop um what a guy what a cool guy the, the bellhop still works there he said he refused to quit and that he st he just likes meeting people from around the world. He likes That's his job. That's his passion. And he still does it. And now he's just fucking filthy rich. Isn't and that? <laughs> I, how much you want to bet, though, he still works there, but he's like, I can afford to take off two weeks at a time. Well, I mean, like, $200,000 is a lot of money. It's like, but that's not like, you know, you're not, like, set for life with 200 k Yeah, but the guys, I mean, the bellhop isn't. Young, I'm sure he, that's like he, a huge like. What I'm saying crazy. is, the bellhop already has been working there for some time. Right. He already probably has his own house and makes a, whatever living he makes off of that. Yeah, yeah. So getting that's basically like winning the lottery for on sure. top of it. Where obviously a sensible person like he is mm -hmm. wouldn't quit their job off of that, or at least like not like be yeah. stupid with it. But like now, not only he's financially stable, he doesn't have to worry about income, and yeah. he can just do what he wants to do and mm -hmm. love it. You know? Oh no, for sure. How much do you want to just do what you want to do and love it, and not worry about money? And most of the time. Yeah, I feel like um, what a blessing though that he's doing what he wants to do though. Like he really enjoys the he likes the service of talking to people. Yeah, people. dude. I mean, this is Courtney and. Uh, the guy's name, the last name is uh, Courtney Dustan. Courtney Dustan is this man's name? No, Courtney is the last name of one guy, <laughs> and Dustan. Dustan is the butthop. Yeah. Okay. He Dustans him. <laughs> um, <laughs> at his first visit to the hotel, they met at their his first visit to the hotel in 1990. Wow. And struck. Uh, I don't think this is English. Stru it says struck him dead. <laughs> no, it says it says stuck up a friendship. Be my friend. <laughs> be my friend. Be my back. I got a gun to your back. If you don't be my friend, I'm going to fucking shoot. <laughs> this is a stick up. Give me all your cell phone, Snapchat, and Instagram info. <laughs> Could you please Venmo me $5? <laughs> um, with him as the bellboy acted gently to him. That's what his said voice acted was. gently to him. That's what his voice said, and that's how he puts it. Interesting phrasing, Mr. Uh, Clarence. The hotel management announced that Courtney had made 52 vacations in the hotel in three decades. That's crazy. What? That's crazy. 52 vacations there? What the hell? How often do you want to go to Turkey? God yeah. damn. He likes it there a lot, though. <laughs> I've never, I've, I've got to be honest, I've never heard of anything in Turkey of Turkey. attractions. I'm sure it's a lovely place. Is, is Istanbul <laughs> and, in Turkey? I, 
I guess. I, dude, I don't know geography. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I kept saying it is, Istanbul, it is, Stan. Yeah, no, it is, I know you. I, okay, it is in Turkey. Yes. I, I just assumed you were right because I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but they yes. got some cool markets there. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's a nice, lovely place, but I, for 52 <laughs> vacations, I have a little bit of... Maybe a, he did business there. If you can afford 52 vacations, you can go maybe, extravagant. Like I said, maybe he did business. Maybe it wasn't for pleasure, oh. but maybe he did his pleasure at that hotel. Maybe he pleasured while business pleasured. Yeah, yeah. as well. Also. <laughs> also. Uh, it's like someone doing business in uh, Florida and just going to Disney World every time they do business. Yeah, it Dude, also, I'm at the happiest place in my in my life. And I'm just filing up these. And I'm also doing my taxes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what people do when they go to Disney. I would like to do business next to the lake at Epcot Resort. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Do you want, let's, let's talk on the gondola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a meeting at four 30. He said to meet at Disney parks. Is this, is this the right location? Are you yes. fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, uh, well, <laughs> he gets hello. Where are you, sir? You got to meet me at the gondola. We're going to take I'm a in nice this, I'm in Istanbul. I'm in Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> what? In on the, they don't have Istanbul in the, they don't have Turkey, but they have Morocco. Totally different place. <laughs> they have France as well. Okay. They have Great Britain. I want this go. guy's from Great Britain, so that's cool. Um, but it also just kind of occurred to me this guy's fucking rich. So he, he probably takes multiple yeah. vacations. So it's probably this fifty-two times a in Turkey. This is the this is the part of the story that they don't. Tycoon. This is the part of the story they're not telling you. This guy has two billion dollars, <laughs> and he gave this friend of his, quote unquote, less than like a quarter. Of a million dollars. This guy is actually an unnamed, most rich r r man in America. This guy actually has a lot of money. <laughs> He's worth more than Bezos and and my, uh, Island Musk. Bezos. And he makes <laughs> he makes an approximate one hundred and nine. He's he's worth one hundred nineteen billion dollars. I don't. I think they make more than that. Okay, one three hundred billion dollars. This guy makes. And he gave a measly two hundred seventy five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> he makes that in two hours. It was actually a spite money. <laughs> <laughs> he made more money. He's like, I could have given you more. But I chose not to. <laughs> yeah. He made more money on one vacation at this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> on the gondola. On the, the gondola at the restaurant. It's a, it's a restaurant gondola. That would be what a blessing that would I be. I know, right? I Let's... feel like that'd be hard to serve on that. You would have to get <laughs> there'd be like pit stops. So like, please, I need more water, please. <laughs> if you forget something, there's like a zip line. Yeah. <laughs> to get onto the gondola. Alright, well, well that's the news. That's the news, man. Oh, God, my head is kicking in, man. My head's kicking in, too, and I don't even have as bad migraines <sighs> as you. I need... Let's talk about something we both love to possibly alleviate some of the stress. Uh-huh. I, I <laughs> love Star Wars The Force of Evil, as you know. I love her. One of my favorite shows. Mm hmm I rewatched it because I needed a show to watch during work. Please. <laughs> I needed a show to put to to, to, uh, to postpone, postpone my work to distract me from to, my work to procrastinate yeah, everything. Okay. <laughs> excuse me, excuse <laughs> your boss. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look for a new show to procrastinate. I mean, do work with. Yes, I like having TV in the background when I watch TV show. I do too. Um, I think it's good. I, I know you, I mean, you have a little bit more like audio based stuff than me. If I'm doing audio, I have to have nothing playing, but yeah. if I'm not, which honestly, oftentimes I'm not really working too right. much. Like I'll just adjust audio levels and then 
Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. So I rewatched Star Wars: The Force of Evil on Disney Plus. Not a sponsor, but please sponsor it. And um, I I thought it was just unbelievably good. Like I couldn't get over how like modern it is, and how like it only really came out in like the late, in like the early teens, I guess. I think it, I think it ended in like 2015, which is crazy. Damn, that long ago. Yeah, it ended a while ago. But it the show just holds up. 100% would recommend it. And we've talked about this, like, I think, like, with this episode coming out in two weeks or whatever. Um, it would have been, like, two episodes ago or something. But um, we talked about how, like, it was a good stepping stone for progress in cartoons and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it really, like, was one of the first to really be open and accepting and to tackle, like, real issues. Like, with the exception of, like, Steven, I feel like it was one of the more deeper shows oh yeah to like go there as a kids quote-unquote kids cartoon Mm -hmm. and probably in the right step where like most cartoons are being skewed towards teens now or like tweens and teens instead of like kids yeah i think there's a big distinction now between like kids content and like teen content i think it depends i think it it, it, it depends depends on the station too it depends on the station but i do think there's like a big push for like more teen and young adult cartoons I i think there's a push for multi-level cartoons yeah you know for sure i think obviously there's there's a balance between pushing towards that teen tween Mm. type thing and also getting a young audience to watch it and get the most amount that you can out of the show yeah and something like steven universe did that Mm. like so it's in that line for sure um the main reason i'm bringing this up not just because it's like you know, common, you know, what I'm currently up, up to right now. But I've noticed that I have a habit of, um, sweep making, <laughs> making an, <laughs> I'm, I make, um, Spotify playlists all the time. And I don't really use Spotify too much, but I mean, I have the same thing. On Apple. The same. Yeah. Um, I make playlists and find playlists that help me kind of, identify how i feel about something and i i started doing it with D. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and i want to get your opinion about it please elaborate what you think about this no i'm kidding I, I, I have more to say about it but like my goal a lot of time is to like if i don't know how to feel about something i need to associate it with something else with that something, makes that me feel gi- something. something that gives you feeling yeah. most of the time that's music music so, like, if there's a character I'm trying to figure out for a D&D or for, like, a story I'm writing or something, I try to find songs that um, express that character to me and then just compile them. And then that playlist will, like, get me into a mood to, like, get into that headspace of that character. Yeah. Or, like, recently I've been trying to make a Midgard playlist that, like, gets me into kind of the world-building mindset for my D&D world. Mm-hmm. Um and I do it for, like, I, I sometimes go a little bit weird with it where I, like, make playlists for people, mm-hmm. which I've already expressed to you. And I I don't know how I feel about that because that's kind of weird. But, like, for me, it's mostly just, like, I associate, I listen to a song and it made me think about someone, so I add it to a playlist. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, like, I you know, whatever it may be. But 
I wanted to get your thought on that. If you do that, or if you don't do that, what do you think about that? For for playlist for, for playlist to kind of like flush out a character to flush out like your feelings on something specific. It doesn't have to be specifically about a character. Oh but. yeah, I mean, I think everyone, uh, maybe not a playlist per se. Mm-hmm. Eh, probably actually, yeah, for sure, a playlist. I yeah. think every uh, everyone that's m- into music, which I think I would like to say is everyone, even though I know it's I not. I can't. I don't know anyone. Like I've had this. Conversation. I used to not like music. So I can see it. I can see not like obsessively like getting really into some type of music, but like I used to like never listen to music. That's so weird. To me. I, it is weird, and I think it's weird now. But I don't know what mind state I was in where I was like some crackhead child that yeah. didn't. I don't know. I like visual content. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like a little visual. Thing. I just like visual content. I don't know. I don't want to hear it. Um. I, I do that mainly, I got to be honest, in two scenarios. Okay. Eh, three. Let's okay. say three scenarios. My biggest usage of that sort of thing mm-hmm. is the gym. Okay. When I need to get like amped up. You need to I get need pumped to, up. I need to get amped or even just borderline angry. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I lift the best when I'm angry. Sure. Um, if breakups have shown me anything, breakups, (laughs) (laughs) if breakups Um, have shown, which brings me a nice segue into the next one. When I'm sad, when you're sad, you have for sure, you have an unbummed out playlist. Oh yeah. Oh dude. It's so good. It's so extensive. I mean, it's like the saddest songs from all of the most, like you wouldn't (laughs) suspect what's on. Like I have some red hot chili peppers on there because some Mm -hmm. of their shit, like get me, get me deep for sure. Um, and all of uh, Phineas's last album, or the majority of it, I don't know it, but Phineas is uh, Billy Eilish's uh, bro- oh. brother. Oh, okay. His, his I, I lo- dude, honestly, his music is way better than hers. I love his music. I wouldn't know, but um, cool. anyway, um, I think you would like it. But also, um, when I'm in a mindset to just chill, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I know everyone and their mom probably has a chill playlist. Yeah. And that's basically literally just what I named it because it was, there's an, I don't know. No, I, for sure. I, I hear you. But whenever I want to like lay down and just read something, there's no, very few of the songs in there have vocals. Mm-hmm. Or if they do, it's like Grateful Dead mm-hmm. or like Fish or something. Or I'll put that on. If I don't want to watch something when I'm editing, I put that on while I edit. Yeah. I put that on when I studied back in school, like anything to get me into like a, it, it gets me into like a, a zoned in mindset. Yeah. And it gets me both equally chill if I just want to like lay there or like a very zoned in where like there's no, there's nothing distracting about it. It's a very, you know, mm-hmm. you get into a flow. wave of, of, of like a, a, sl- a small tidal pool of like music some and might call it a flow <laughs> some some might say flow some might say the term flow and i would say that they are wrong <laughs> yeah. um i call it a tidal wave <laughs> but yeah those those are basically my scenarios i don't really think i have it for many else but i do like your usage for characters mm-hmm. because um that's something that i could definitely relate to when i'm writing a screenplay yeah and i'm trying to flush out a character and how that person is like let's say i'm making a character who's like overly ecstatic about everything and Mm -hmm. like just the most pumped up guy i might need to get myself into that mindset yeah because when you're writing something sometimes you can add frustrations in there and that 
could bleed into the writing of it. If I'm playing something that like is just jazzy, pumped up, and like just mm-hmm. up there, like I'm like, okay, this guy, you know, he's feeling this right now. He's getting into this moment. Yeah. You know, he's he's always like this. He's crossing the road and he's fucking high fiving all these little children as they go to school. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't think that's like, at the crosswalk going. when they're holding up the Woo-hoo. stop sign. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you. You're fat. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, this fucking asshole. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. really. <laughs> I I think it just it, it's an it's an irrational thing to write for characters because it's like I'm going to come up with characteristics or I ident- rather I'm going to identify characteristics for these people even though they don't exist. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to come up with like maybe they're angry or maybe they're this. It's, it's like, like it's like no, you have to they're... turn yourself into a schizophrenic to like no. form a full person in your head. For sure. And I like I would do that as a kid like without any tools to like ground myself in a certain feeling and then i started using music to kind of like i said like kind of ground myself and make sure that i'm like it doesn't bleed into anything i'm living else. in the same yeah. world with I'm, I'm like you know i don't let my brain transfer to another person or like let another idea kind of you know completely override what i thought of of this person um and maybe that's important too but like I uh, I use music to kind of do to do that, but where it gets weird for me is where I like categorize certain things. Like okay, so the reason this was connected to Star vs. the Forces of Evil is because like when it ended, I was pretty bummed out. Like I I'm always get the post show blues. Oh yeah, I don't know anyone who doesn't. I I think if you don't get that, then it's not a show that you really it's not, love. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. And I like. I was really bummed out, and I was trying to figure out why I was fi- like, f- you know, bummed out about it. And um, I I like kept looking for playlists like of people who like, you know, on, on Spotify at least you can search for playlists by like the name. Mm-hmm. And so like when I just did like Star vs. the Force of Evil playlist, like a bunch of them came up, and I started listening to a lot of them and like how other people were identifying the show through music. And trying to figure out, you know, where I stood with, like, how I felt about the characters and how I felt about the ending or, like, how I felt about any of the show. And I don't know if I came into any conclusions, but I definitely, like, realized that, I don't know, it's just, the show was making me feel a certain way and and trying to, like, identify if other people were feeling the same way, Mm -hmm. which was an interesting, like, just, like, emotional journey to go on. Yeah. And I couldn't have done that without, like, a separate tool for emotion, which I thought was interesting that, like, we use music in that way to just, like, define how we feel, which is weird. Like, it doesn't make any sense that we do that. Mm -hmm. Instead of through, like, our own language and, like, writing things out maybe, some people have to express it through, like, journaling or something. Other people, at least like myself, have to, like, have a secondary source come in and almost like define it for us because music is its own language too yeah it shows how powerful music is like that the 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 way that music that listening to just notes and frequencies and yeah and various instruments can just pour out feeling from you like is is wild you know like the concept that we and it's something um very like 
very personal mm-hmm. and very uh ex- like it's just so expressive of like like to to be able to extract something out of you by just listening to something and like you know a higher pitch a lower pitch yeah. this tone that tone and you know there's something like magical almost no absolutely about the the way that like our brain registers that and emotion is the product yeah and um it's the same thing where i like for instance why these types of shows have like almost every cartoon has like so much music involved with it now mm-hmm. like if you look back at other shows jetsons you know flintstones yeah there wasn't like they don't have like soundtracks behind stuff. There isn't constant music and all this stuff. Yeah. Maybe there might be a little bit, but there's not. I'm thinking Adventure Time, one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Not only do they have music, I don't know what the fuck was in my throat there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like dying. Yeah. Uh, there's there's not only music, uh, like ambient music behind all of the scenes and stuff that mm-hmm. like. Or, like, a very intense thing, it'll, like, ramp up, and then, like, as soon as the intensity dies down, it goes to, like, ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. Like, some weird off-key sort of thing. But on top of that, there's multiple episodes, like, many episodes, so much so that they've made albums of all of the music that was done in there of actual singing. Mm -hmm. And some of them are, like, crazy, like... I have some of those on my sad playlist because mm-hmm. they're like wild. Like, oh, for sure. Like, I mean, and it's shit about like friendship and like other shit, yeah. but it's like something that relates to a kid listening to it. And like, it's very like, it gets a kid's attention because it's music and that just grabs kids yeah. in. But also, there's like a, a depth to it that older audiences grab onto as well. Well, there's a certain like magic to the idea that like, people actually expressing themselves doesn't happen in real life that often. Like there's not a lot of people professing how they feel in real life, but with cartoons, they have the ability to just be like, this is how I feel. And it's kind of magical because it's like, that's kind of what I wish I could do. Mm -hmm. I wish I could just express have a soundtrack to your life. I wish plays, right? I wish there was just music happening that just, react like because it'd be easier to identify my mood and it'd be easier to identify why i feel how i feel if there was (laughs) you know like a deity or something that like was going in and laying down floating behind you (laughs) and being like this is the this is how you feel Mm -hmm. you know because there's a because there's a lot of like really quiet moments that um that you know a lot of the time you're just like it's like a bittersweet moment or something. And you're just like, it would be, this is an emotional moment for me. And it kind of almost feels like there is something more to the room. Mm-hmm. Like there's more to the energy that you're feeling at that moment than on a day to day experience. Yeah. And I, what I love about cartoons all of the time is that it just lives in that feeling, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad or whatever, it doesn't have to really align itself to any specific emotion but it lives in emotion all the time and i feel like that's just art in general that's not cartoons and music and stuff but i don't know i feel like and that that might be a greater topic too where it's like i've been chasing that feeling of like 
expressing myself and like not being able to express myself. Um, and that's kind of why I went into the arts in the first place. And I feel like maybe the reason I try to like use playlists or music to like pull from all these things that make me feel certain ways and try to define <laughs> like by umbrellaing all these songs and being like, this is the mood that I'm in, or this is the mood that I would like to be in. Mm -hmm. It's like curating my emotions, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I think, uh, it's not like singular to mm -hmm. any one person of trouble in an expression of something and using other forms of yeah. expression to convey that emotion and that feeling. Um, and if you look at a lot of people within the arts, whatever field it might be, yeah. that's all of them. Yeah, they're sure. all, maybe they're not all bad at expressing emotion, but if, let's say if they're not even bad at expressing it, but they have such powerful emotion that mm. it needs to be brought out in more than just saying I'm happy or acknowledging it or yeah. showing it outwardly or whatever. But like, something as as powerful as a very sad song will convey to everyone to yourself to to whoever way more than you outwardly pouring out that you're sad or you're crying or whatever but somehow the effectiveness of that song is just like like reaches you at a far deeper level yeah especially when you're the one making it and it's it's your like innermost sort of like feeling with it yeah and i think that's where like there's a certain disconnect for people who don't make who aren't creative with what they do where or just creative in general and that's not like a diss that's just like if you don't create stuff to express yourself you might use art as a tool to just like turn off or relax Mm -hmm. And it might just be devoid of all emotion where it's just like, I'm just going to use this as entertainment to fill time because I'm stressed out. But I feel like for a lot of people who either make art or love art in any, you know, way that you can find define it, I feel like it's just, it's interesting that it's a tool and mm -hmm. not just like this. Cause I feel like a lot of people think it's like, Oh, it's all free and, you know, kind of like you can just express yourself. That's amazing. But it's like, no, this is a tool to define, not define, but this is a tool to actually like, you know, get these emotions out of your head so that you don't go crazy. Mm -hmm. It's all an extraction it's, of all that. Yeah. I mean, like, I think the same thing with like, uh, I guess on a, maybe this will go to like a less deeper level. It's the same thing with clothing. Sure. You know? It's, 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 it's another form. Of some, yeah. Like some people who like, you know, like how you're saying an example of someone who isn't a creative, who, who makes things constantly, who's working in some other type of field or who's doing right. something else, you know, they can still listen to that music and not be the creator of it, but extract exactly what they needed out of it that that person yeah. who made it got. That's what I'm kind of saying. That's the two sides of the, yeah. of the tool is what I'm saying. It's like, you can use it as a tool for personal self-expression or you can use it as a tool to help you understand your emotions. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting that it works both ways. Yeah. You know? I, because I think with the amount of minds, like, in this world, the amount of people, 
everyone's feeling there's always going to be another person that's in a similar situation or feelings mm-hmm. the same way or thinks similarly or has those emotions or, you know, at one point had those emotions or yeah. at one point felt this way, not necessarily all at the same time. Cause we're all different people going through waves of their own life, but mm-hmm. there's always going to be aspects of everything that you, that one person can relate to that that person can relate to. And, you know, maybe this album, an album, like for instance, when I was like really sad, an album that I listened to constantly, like that Phineas album hit me so hard when I was like sad for like, like borderline depressed for like two months Yeah, because, and I loved the album and now I still love the album, but I view that album as my expression of sadness of like, you know, if Mm -hmm. I felt sad, I would be like, yo, this would be perfect for me right now. It let it, it speaks to me in that way. The lyricism, the instruments, the ensemble of whatever is coming all together to push out, this overbearing sadness that that person might have been felt feeling and that I definitely am feeling right now. Yeah. You know, like when um, you're in school, especially like earlier grades and stuff, and the teacher is like, don't forget to ask your question. Like it's important to ask a question, even if you are uncomfortable with asking a question because someone else (laughs) in the room might have the same question too and they just might be too afraid to say it. And that's, then no one that's a life lesson that I don't think I picked up on until like my late teens, early twenties. It relates to everything. Cause it dude. relates to everything. It relates to fucking everything. Yeah. I'll be in a studio class and everyone's like, Oh yeah, we're good. And I'll be lost. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, if I don't fucking get this, then I'm fucked. So I have to ask, yeah. like, I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm really confused on this, uh, on this like yeah. jib operation. Like, how do I, how do I fucking control it like that? And then like seven other people will be like, yeah, actually, can we see that again? I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck people? Yeah. Like, why didn't you just say it? And it can be very like utilitarian and like, this is how you do something. Like uh, I need to, I need to physically understand the problem or something like that. Or it could be very philosophical and deep. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, I'm, someone's really in the trenches with something that is like really hitting them hard and either you've been through that before or you're currently going through it. And like knowing that someone else is out there who's okay now and has been through it or is currently okay and is going through it is an important, like that's a world changing perspective. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's just a huge, I I don't know. We were complaining last episode about like TikTok and like social media and stuff. And I feel like that's where we're, that's where all the positives are coming from. Yeah. Is that one idea that like, you're not alone if you're struggling right now, which mm-hmm. is kind of a great thing, but yeah, man, I, I, I love how that's like, I don't know. I was taking it very deep with the Spotify playlists, <laughs> but nah, dude, that is great. just what I do. But like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird tool that I've been like conscious that I've been doing mm-hmm. for the past. Cause I went through my Spotify recently and like, saw that I was categorizing a lot of stuff. I think it's good to acknowledge it too, because more so than just it filling in that purpose that you've been using it for, Mm. but also being aware of it. Like, let's say if like how you were saying, Oh, I just kind of noticed and like I'm taking note of it. It, it adds another level to it that you're able to be like self-aware that, okay, this is, you know, what it is, like what I'm using it for. Yeah, I, I mean, I was aware that I was using it to, like, define a character, like we were talking about before, where it's, like, 
I'm using this as a creative tool, mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't aware that I was using it as like a human being. Yeah. yeah. And that's an important like discovery, I guess, to be mm-hmm. like, here's how I feel about a certain relationship or here's how I feel about myself. Or like, I have a playlist that's just called Pratt and it is a highly curated playlist about like the evolution of my relationship to that school and like the people in that school mm-hmm. and it each song leads into the next and that one i was very that's like that was kind of the turning point where i realized like oh i'm using this to deal with whatever i dealt with that that's yeah cool. and um that is like one that i'm like borderline proud of because mm-hmm. i was able to kind of boil down the different stages of how i felt over four years yeah through someone else's art and i thought that was a weird like here's this collage of my school it's very much like a class where it's like i'm gonna rip up something and put it here yeah yeah and just be like it's It's very interesting because i have never gone that deep with like Mm -hmm. that's that's a level of deepness with playlists (laughs) that i've never even considered because Mm -hmm. it's something i don't know if i'm able to if i don't if i personally just don't i can't see I mean, I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that you're able to like get that, but <laughs> like, know. I'm like, I, I need mine's for very broad, like mm-hmm. emotional thing yeah. to that. It would be sick if I could curate something to, to a T of a four year span of time of like, I think it's just like, if you have to deal with something, you deal with it and how you have to deal with it. Yeah. Like I had a lot to deal with after I graduated for either for reasons that I've already explained on this podcast and for reasons I haven't explained on this podcast. And so like I needed to process it however I had to process it. Yeah. And so like, so I think it it depends on what experience you've had for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like other people have their own coping mechanisms. I think it's just one of my coping mechanisms for like good or bad reasons. Yeah. Um, I recommend it if it's something that you like wanted to look Give into. Give it a try. Give it a try. Give it a shot. <laughs> Give it a try. Because it's just, it's cool. And it's like, it, it forces you to think introspectively, which I think is positive regardless of any oh, situation. Yeah. No matter what. So, you know, if, if that's something that you're interested in, then I think it's a cool tool to do it that way. But, uh, do you got a you got like one more topic before we wrap this episode up, Ben? Um, I uh, I actually uh, did. You did have another topic. Yeah. Um. So I uh had something else that we kind of talked about already personally, but I think it would be something that I still like have on my mind because I think it's one a very ben- beneficial topic for for others, but also because I think it's just very much beneficial for me to talk it over even more regardless of anything new comes out of it Mm -hmm. um, is uh, what was brought uh, up to me from Ani's newest video, which by the way, everyone listening has to watch that. This podcast is coming out like two weeks after it came out. It's already out. So yeah. So if you're already a fan of his, then you probably already saw it. But if you're not a fan of his, just, or you just aren't aware of him, is that on his Weird Inside page? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. On, it's on go weird, go Weird Inside on YouTube on, on YouTube Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, it's fantastic. Although I feel like his audience completely consumes our audience. Like I can't imagine. Oh yeah, dude. I can't imagine there's not in scale, but which is obviously true. But like 
the demographic of our oh, audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine there's one person who doesn't know who he is. No way. But, I mean, if, um, you, if you, for some reason, don't know who he is, mm-hmm. go check him out. <laughs> he um, made our intro, if you did not know. <laughs> and um, it was the concept of making it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, of, quote, making it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how the the definition of that is just vastly different yeah. No ma- like depending on who you're talking to and what p- type of person you are. Absolutely. And how I believe yours, mine, Ani's we're in the right. We we <laughs> we are correct. We are correct. Our I vision agree of that it, we're correct. Our but... vision of it aligns, you know. Yeah, I sure. think I do and again, because it's our personal opinion, I don't there's no other way for me to say this, but I do think it's a proper way to look at it. I um, agree and I think the way think that it's we healthy. I agree. And the way that we look at success, I think I, I think the way that you look at success says a lot about who you are as a person in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if someone had the complete opposite opinion, we probably wouldn't be friends with them. Like, I think it. Yeah, I think that core idea. It wouldn't fit. It just doesn't fit all the way down. Yeah. And, and you know, to 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 not go further without giving further explanation on mm-hmm. this, um, when when someone the preface to this is is to think about it like this. If someone were to come up to you mm-hmm. and ask you, you know, uh, you know, wh- whatever industry you're in, whatever you do, what do you define as making it? Um, yeah. And, you know, our first thing is, you know, being self-satisfied with our product, our work, being... Um, yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a, like a more primitive, maybe not primitive is the right word, but like a first step, it's like there's survival and then there's being satisfied with your work and then there's any personal goals that you have beyond that. But like survival ultimately is success. If you are surviving, doing what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, that's success to me. I can't. And then, you know, obviously living a, the lifestyle you want to live. I was going to say, like, I think the, the survival aspect kind of in my eyes goes without saying like you do. I mean, you need it like not be fucking dying. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying in, in this regard, like, but you don't really deal with the whole starving artist thing as a cinematographer or like someone who works in TV. I feel like my industry, like in the fine art world, surviving, is not priority. <laughs> like there are a lot of people who are just destroying themselves to work. Yeah. On painting true, or whatever true. they're doing. I mean, and, I I think it it's definitely deeper in your. That's why I say regard. That. Yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't say it's fully out of hours because mm-hmm. the jobs that you start out with are paid usually shit. Yeah, for sure. Like definitely bad, and also once you get one job you don't know when that job will ever end and if you'll find the next one or when you'll find the next one right yeah. so it's similar just not to the same degree yours is for sure well if i went the fine art route it would be a totally different yeah. story you know mm-hmm. it's like survival is really yeah, the yeah. first step in so, success <laughs> so okay taking that into account yeah but it's it's not you know being famous and making a fuck ton of money yeah. and, you know being world known it's about, you know, you're doing what you love, you know, mm-hmm. you're, ha- you're, 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 you're good at it. You're doing what you love. You're always learning. You're always striving to be, to do better. Yeah. And you're satisfied with what you put out and what you p- 
put into the world, what you do as, as, as your career, um, who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. That's in my eyes, what making it is. And I also don't think that there's an, there's a finite, I made it, you know, it's, I think a continuation of you've made it. I, I guess the finite of you made it is that you constantly do that. Yeah, but people get exhausted when they imagine that they have to run a marathon for the rest of their life. Yeah. So, like, having this idea that there's a finish line is a lot of the time the only reason people can get out of bed and do it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's very arbitrary. I guess. But it is, like, a mental kind of, like, if I'm just famous and rich, I don't have to think about this anymore. Yeah. I could just like we like you said yeah, earlier. I think just, early in this episode, it's like, wouldn't you want to be rich and not have to think about <laughs> yeah, anything yeah. ever again? It's like, it, I guess that's the main goal for like wanting to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. Fame think, is a totally different bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But well, I can understand someone who wants to be wealthy, or at because, least not financially stable to the point yeah. where they don't have to worry about it. And I think some other people might look at those goals as retirement. Yeah, like I for sure know that my mom will looks at that as retirement quote unquote normal people the goal is to and retire and people within art never retire no i no. like you can you can retire from acting yeah you can retire from doing this type of artistry but you're always doing something yeah and it's just it's just in your nature whether it's for fun for work for whatever you're always doing it and that is such a key aspect of it to Mm. me is the fact that you're able to, or not just able to, the fact that you want to and are happy with it and continue to be happy with it, and you you have already put out all this all these things in your life that yeah. you've worked on and you've gotten better with, and you know ventured out into this field that you've always wanted to look into, and then you know gotten better with that, or yeah. decided it wasn't something good and you venture out into this field and you're always striving to do better and to look for more. And those are aspects of what making it is to me. You know, it's, it's the, the strive to always better yourself and be happy in the one life that you're given. I think an important factor of it too, is to have multiple goals. Like, I don't understand why I feel like there's this idea in like our current culture where it's like, you have to have one really good skill and you do that one really good thing for the rest of your life. And that's all you do with your life until you retire. And then you can have hobbies. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know if it's just because we refuse to do that or because we are different because we're in a more artistic, creative field. But, like, you know, for me, making it when it, in terms of, like, this podcast is the fact that we get together every week and we make a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it exists is enough, for and me. that we're getting it done, and we're that, having a good time. And that it, yeah, is that like the fact that I get to sit down and talk to you for an hour to two hours, and just like have a conversation, and the fact that it's recorded and put out, put out there, have fun, yeah. let out emotion, talk about interests yeah. that we have, whatever's mm-hmm. going on our day, like those, like those aspects right. of it, and that's like one goal of mine in life like yeah i have other i have other career goals and maybe this will take off and do something else beyond just us getting together and talking mm-hmm. or it could just be this for the rest of the time and honestly it doesn't matter to me i mean like i would like to do other stuff with the podcast but yeah like, i'm not i'm not trying to pitch i mean us. you can always aspire for more and bigger and better things yeah but it doesn't Dimin- like 
you wouldn't, n- neither of us would let that diminish the fact that we're very happy with, yeah, with it. But the point, but the core of why we're doing the podcast, which in my opinion is just to talk to you, it's for ourselves, and <laughs> it's happening. Therefore, because it exists, we made it. Mm-hmm. You know, just by definition of that, those two words, like it does exist, which yeah. I think is an important thing, and. And the consistency, I'd say, I have to say on our part too, not to yeah. like, like, <laughs> let's tugger. brag about <laughs> yeah. our podcast. Now. Not to tug our own dicks. Well, but, I, um, I wanted to mention, I mean, I, I want to congratulate you, Benjamin, because I, if I'm not mistaken, this is the 52nd episode. Is it? And we're pre recording this because I'm moving uh, tomorrow. Uh, but <laughs> is it? I'm almost certain it's the. If the second episode, if if it's not, and call me out of my shit, <laughs> but if I mean, I don't doubt you. I just, I'm, I, I'm, dude, I'm so it, lost. Even if it's not the 52nd, it's the, it's like the next one or the one after that. So we have been doing this for like close to a year. This um, is the, this is the 50th. 50th. Okay. Yes. Well, we skipped one week once, right? Yeah. So we're one away from you know from a whole from year. a whole year doing and, the podcast and again not to tug our own dicks right we're, we're gonna toot our horns but is that where that phrase comes from you think yeah okay yeah that makes um sense. <laughs> <laughs> is this right am i is using that? this right <laughs> um the fact that we were that that we've been staying consistent with it has made me so happy like For sure. it's just i know i've had plenty of friends that were like started a podcast or did something. Yeah. And I don't know what is going on with like, if they have a lot of things going on or different things come up and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's nothing, there's no fault to that, but podcasts that have started that have gone to like three episodes or yeah. like four episodes. <laughs> Shout and, out to the first podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shout <laughs> out to the, the first... dead and <laughs> the dead and gone one. Cause the first pro- podcast we did, if we did four episodes, no, we did three actual episodes, and, and then I like, did my stupid fifteen yeah, second yeah. thing. Yeah, and and you know things came up that interfered, and that's why yeah. we, we were not a good place to do it. And and so I'm not again judging anyone for it not taking off, but for us to be consistent for basically a year now mm-hmm. is like awesome. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. I and I feel like that. Like that is a that is a concrete goal, right? So you can say, "Oh, we made it to a year." Like, but also, do you define that as like it's it's a temporary success? Like, do you define that as success? Do you define getting a certain amount of followers as success? Like, there's a kind of rabbit hole. With yeah, it you can definitely go down the rabbit where hole. it's like I think you're, if you- you're the further. You, you might be getting away from the core of why we're doing it, which is just to talk to each I other. I think the easiest one is if it's temporary. Yeah. I think that's the easiest because everything is temporary. Right. Everything. Right. And exactly. so, so no not- matter how small of a success it is or how accomplished it was for whatever duration of time, it was accomplished. Yeah. You're not and, kidding yourself into thinking it's eternal. And yeah. And you don't need to diminish what you've done because it didn't go as long as you thought it would. Or yeah. you don't need to diminish it. The fact that you did something and you got it out there and it's done. Yeah is accomplishment enough and Mm -hmm. then you move past that and you surpass that and you get better that is the main thing like people when i when i graduated from college people like congratulate me and i would feel weird about it i was like 
Okay. Yeah, Whatever. yeah. I got I got through college. <laughs> but but that is like a thing that's like I w- I was more proud of getting through college. Mm-hmm. Not in a negative way, but just like the act of dedicating my life to four of uh, four years of my life to something mm-hmm. and being on the other side of it. Um and, and that being a concrete goal. If you want to go deeper with that too, dedicating however many years of all of our education. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like that, well, I, you didn't have a choice for the first 12. I know. But what I'm saying is like <laughs> so, the fact understand. that you got through like 20 years yeah. of education and now you finally have reached the point where yeah, obviously, you know, you go through the bullshit, you never stop learning, blah, 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 blah which is true. I get it. But no, it's 100% true. But, I'm learning Italian right now. Yeah. But <laughs> what I'm saying in the, in the, in the, uh, in the space of a learning facility, yeah. you are finally no, out and doing. You made it through a curriculum. Yeah. Right. And it's like you you made it through the steps that you made it through their gauntlet, and it's like okay, yeah now you're yeah done. yeah. It's like I <laughs> that success to me. I don't, I don't know. I I think it's just it's such a malleable thing, and for a lot of people, but you have to be conscious of like you just have to be conscious of your goals. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another to bring it back to like a topic we had a couple of weeks ago with the wants list. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very it could be it could be potentially a slippery slope if you had kind of if your goals weren't thought out that much mm-hmm. like if you're saying if like if your goals are really superficial and you're like i really want you know like this car or like this watch and it's like that's fine like you can you can have that car and that watch but is there like a deeper reason that you want that car and yeah. you want that watch because is it going to be satisfying when you get it if you didn't care about it? Are you getting it for yourself? Are you getting it so that other people can see that you got it and are happy for you? Because that second one's not going to be satisfying. The first one, it could be as stupid as like, I bought that hat that I really wanted at the store. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, I looked over and saw your hat. And I said hat as an example. That was a gift. (laughs) <laughs> no no I, the hat's that hat's cool I like <laughs> don't lie to me <laughs> but it's like I, you know there's a lot of things that like it's the same thing with like my shoes I don't get them mm-hmm. for other people I don't get them right I mean it's a, it's a nice community and like it's yeah. always not like cool when someone's like oh like sick right. but I don't get them for that I get them for myself I get them because yeah. I like them if I don't like them then I'm not getting them or at least I'm not keeping them and I I <laughs> I think that, like, I've been trying to value as much um, random crap as possible. Like, there's a lot of stuff. I have this jar of really important things to me. And is it called the jar of really important things? Yes, it is. Do you have a label on it? I don't have a label on it. Please but put it a label con- on it. It is considered a jar <laughs> of important things. But for another example, is like I have these two. I have a salt and pepper shaker named uh, Varen and Zippo. The Varen Zippo brothers. And the Var- they're the Varen Zippo brothers. And <laughs> I will be continuing that project. I actually had an idea for that project. Yeah. Again, it kind of had a little bit of a spark again. Um, they're incredibly important to me, but they were a dollar each, and they're a polar bear with red top hat, salt and pepper. They have fez hats, right? They have like top hats on. Really? I they, thought it was they fez. Do, they do have brims. Oh, okay. They, never mind. I mean they're red hats and they're sick. They're, I love them. They're like these cute little salt and pepper shakers and they mean so much to me. Like if they broke I'd fucking sob. Mm-hmm. But they mean a lot to me because I chose to love them. Yeah. As objects. There's no there's no uh monetary yeah. value to them. Yeah. There's I'm, their value is dependent on me not 
you know, the global market economy or like another human being or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just my relationship to an object. And I feel like I have always kind of been that way where I really value stupid little shit things. Like I value, there's this rock I got when Joe and I ran out of gas. Yeah, yeah. And that's the um, the rock of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and I I love, I don't love that rock. I hate it, but like. It brings I, you back to the experience, yeah, the time, you know. It's the still memory. very important to me because it is tied to that experience. And, you know, it's just a rock I got on the side of a highway in Nevada. But mm-hmm. like, it means a lot to me. For sure. I mean, yeah. I have ribbons from when I used to show alpacas. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a fuck ton of ribbons. Like, if you go into that closet, dude, it's literally like 40 ribbons. <laughs> and they're all massive. Yeah. And, but, and like, they take up space and they're fucking annoying and everywhere. But they didn't mean much to me at all when I got them. Like, it was cool getting them. And, like, I placed and, you know, I got yeah. first here, second here, third, whatever it was. Um But looking at them now, what I really value out of them is the fact that, like, this brings me back to, like, wow, I spent, was it, like, eight years of my life raising and training alpacas, and these, these, each ribbon brings me back to, like, one of those competitions. Yeah. See, okay, I, I apologize for laughing. Because I love, obviously, I you know, I love you like a brother. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I'm only laughing because I hear that on a resume. Yeah. And I love that some guy's going to read it and be like, this guy raised alpacas for eight years. And that's impressive and awesome and cool as an extracurricular. It was my college essay. It was your college essay. (laughs) 4-H was. I love, like, I love it. I think it's amazing. I just, I love the idea of, like, Eventually, you're going to go to, like, some corporate office and they'll be like, oh, Ben, it's so you raised some alpacas. It comes in handy in the weirdest places. Like, it's something really? like it's something that you wouldn't think about that. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but like it made me pretty well versed on a farm of yeah. shit that needs to be taken care of or mm-hmm. at least with livestock. And like as well as like overcoming certain like trials and tribulations. <laughs> Damn. I mean, God bless you, Ben. Um I think we're I think we're getting a little yeah we're getting, little we're getting up there getting pretty up there two two long episodes today um, I hope you enjoyed them I had some good we had some good talks today Ben I want to thank you for that uh, we went to some good deep places which as you know I always love going and I and I just can you can I just get your hand right here let me just get your hand real quick oh that's a, that's a that's a grip is this a grip it's a tender grip it's a tender grip it's a two hand grip thank you. We're we're gonna get to two. Uh, we're gonna get to one year officially uh, next time next, we record. Yeah. Um. Do we have a rapid round? We do have a rapid round, Ben. Well, let's get right into that. Let's get right into do, that. Do, do, do. It's a rapid round with Michael McDonald. Rice or noodles? Noodles. Pencils or pens? Oh shit. Pe- pencils. Fried food or Fox's Fancy Festivities. Fox's Fancy Festivities, <laughs> baby. That's my shit. Fagiolo or Frijoles. Frijoles. Okay. Cats or frogs. Hashtag funny joke. C- cats or frogs. Cats or frogs. Cats. <laughs> I don't. I hate the movie though. Bus or fro- bus or bike. <laughs> bus or frogs. <laughs> bus or frogs. Uh, bike. Gum or mints. Gum. And lastly, 
hugs or smooches. You smooches. can only have one for the rest of your life. Smooches. You would choose smooches. Yeah. I'd greet everyone with a smooch. I don't wow. give a fuck. Wow, 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 wow. Congratulations, you made it through this episode's wrapping around, Ben. Not very timely with this with this thing with the smooches, but definitely I would take the smooches. Not very timely with the smooches. Yeah. You can kiss on the cheek. That's that's pretty okay. I know, but not in the beginning it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> not in the beginning of Are you kidding me? If someone if you approached every part Oh, the first yeah. The that's first what I'm saying. Like, how are I mean, I guess you're you know, move to Europe. I don't know. <laughs> and what are you gonna do when you go to Europe then? Well, uh, I know when I'm in Europe and from the one time that I've been to Europe. When you're with those foreign people. And they get a little handsy, you know? And, Do uh, they? Yeah. And uh, I'll grab them. I'll grab the hands back. But you know what I always make sure I have in my pocket when I grab them back? A condom. I was gonna. I thought you were going to say a glove. No, no. I didn't know you were taking it all the way there, you know? Like, I thought you were just doing, like, I thought you were holding hands with somebody. No, I, I have, I'm holding hands, but yeah. I have the condom in the other pocket, you know? Preparing for I know what's going to happen. Dude, you know what those frisky Europeans are Uh-oh. like. <laughs> <laughs> Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> um, no, but. Europeans. I got it on the ready, all right? That's I, all that you need to know. General Europeans, please, um. I guess, I don't know. I, I assume our demographic's primarily in America, but... But uh, if you're, you're listening, we love you, and we love how handsy you are. <laughs> sure. 